your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive. You can hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. If you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast or follow, because I think they made some changes and now you follow podcasts, I suppose. Uh, But go ahead, follow the show if you enjoy it, because we got podcasts each and every day for you. Leave it right your review as well. That would be much, much appreciated. Um, do want to apologize, though, for uh, the absence over the last couple of days. Had some really busy stuff going on at work and just wasn't able to carve out uh, enough time as I thought to be able to, to do a podcast yesterday. So didn't get one yesterday, but we'll definitely get to one today. Um, so w- last week we did we kind of took a look at the forward group position, the defense group position. Now we're going to take a look at the goaltenders. So we're going to take a look at, at the goalies that we have currently on the roster, see how they did this season and what their future holds here as uh, their future here as a Toronto Maple Leaf. So we'll talk about Jack Campbell, Freddie Anderson, Dave Riddick, and uh, of course we'll talk about Michael Hutchinson, our man, Mike Hutch. So, yeah, we'll do all that um, and then talk a little bit about just, like, uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs as a whole <clears throat> at the end. Just kind of talk about my thoughts on on what's been going on in uh, in the playoffs. But let's get right to it uh, since I always end up taking these a little bit long, which is kind of why I wanted to do the goaltenders on their own because I feel like, look, goaltending in Toronto is always such a massive question mark it is also a it's just always a big conversation a ma- a big topic to start every year what type of goaltending are we going to get the x factor was always freddie anderson the x factor was always whoever was playing in goal dating back to to the curtis josephs or the eddie belfours after that it's kind of always just been a dice roll let's hope that we can get some half decent goaltending and uh, up until I mean, we've had decent goaltending. Like, Freddie Anderson has given you good enough goaltending through the regular season, clearly. Um, and and it's really just been a, a playoff issue with him where he hasn't been able to get the job done. Um, and then the year that he did get the job done, uh, I, I'd say against Columbus, where he actually played well, the offense dried up, which is eerily similar to pretty well what happened to Jack Campbell this year, right? Played exceptionally well in the playoffs, and the offense dried up. So let's start with Jack Campbell, uh, but before we get to his playoff statistics and his numbers, which still currently lead the entire NHL, like that's how incredible that seven-game series was for Jack Campbell, um, keep in mind, he didn't come into the year as a starter. He was the team's backup. And, like, not even the 1B. He was the number two, the backup goalie to Freddie Anderson. He was supposed to alleviate some of the stress from Anderson so that the Leafs didn't have to to overplay Freddie and allow him to, to be rested so that when he got to the playoffs, he wouldn't be tired. Because that's kind of been a little bit of a, a storyline over the last couple of years, if you guys recall. It's more of a, oh, yeah, if we can get him to within, you know, the 55 to 58 game mark, that's the sweet spot. 
then he'll be good to go once the playoffs gets here. He'll have some fresh legs, maybe give him some more rest down the start. Uh, he, he won't have to play back-to-backs, all that good stuff. So that's what Jack Campbell is supposed to alleviate. Um, and he did that and so much more. Jack Campbell became this team's number one goalie and was the best person between the pipes since Eddie Belfour, since the lockout, the first lockout back in 2005. Like, legitimately, you take a look at what Jack Campbell did this season. Well, first and foremost, he broke a record that was set by Carey Price. He's out here beating Carey Price records. Not only did he technically outduel him in the playoffs, but he won his first 11 starts this year. 11 starts in a row. Went 11-0 and before losing a game. That was incredible. And that was in between a couple of like injury stints, too, where he needed rest. Uh, he missed some time with an injury. Like... It, Campbell wasn't completely healthy all year. Well, you know, that's kind of been the the negative and kind of the the question mark that will remain. Like I don't think that that Jack Campbell is completely solves every goaltending question that we have here in Toronto. I think the injury and the and you know, can his body hold up? I think that's a legitimate question that we're going to have to figure out next season. Um but I mean, this guy played 22 games this year. Took over the starting role. He played all seven games in the playoffs, including a back-to-back. So, you know, the durability kind of started to improve as he progressed into the year. And now, you know, thinking about it, if he knows that he's going to next season with a starter's mentality, maybe trains a little bit different, gets his body, um, you know, more prepared to be a starter, to start, you know, uh, 55-plus games next season. I don't know what the sweet spot is. Like, I assume there would be a tandem, and I'll get to that a little bit later. But, look, Jack Campbell, the 22 games that he did play, had a 215 goals against, a 921 save percentage. He won 17 of the team of the 22 starts that he made. 17 of the 22 starts. 17-3-2 was his final record on the year. But that's incredible. And like I said, won the first 11 starts. And really, three of those losses came like back-to-back-to-back where he went on a small rut for one week, and that was it. Outside of that, elite goaltending. Is he an elite goaltender? No, I I don't know. I need to see a lot more of it. Like if he can do this for two, three years in a row, all right, now you're in that conversation. So he's not there yet, but he gave us elite goaltending this year, and to be honest, I mean, you look at these stats. If he would have played more games, if he would have played, you know, 40-ish games probably in a 56-game season, that probably would have been enough to get him into the conversation for the Vesna. Might not have ended up with, with some votes, but definitely would have put him in the conversation because those are Vesna-esque numbers. Jack Campbell was everything that the Leafs Wanted and more. I mean, no one expected this of Campbell coming into the year. Like I said, he was supposed to be their backup. And he turns into their number one, who brings them all the way to Game 7 the Stanley Cup playoffs. And plays well enough to win at the end of the day. He definitely gave this team every chance to win. And it's unfortunate that they didn't go through, but that's not his fault. You know, in the past... Goaltending has been a big question mark in the playoffs. Wasn't the case for Jack Campbell. 
He went 3-4, and four, so didn't have a winning record in the playoffs, much like every other goaltender since, you know, the 05 lockout. But a 181 goals against, a 934 save percentage with a shutout. Those still lead the NHL. And if you look at the stats head-to-head with him and Carey Price, he actually won. You look at, like, goals saved above replacement or goals saved above average, he stopped more goals than Carey Price did in that seven-game playoff series in round one. Jack Campbell, he was, man. Like, he was absolutely dynamite electric the entire playoffs, the entire year, outside that one week. He is this team's number one going into next season. I believe there will be a tandem of sorts. I'm not sure, you know, he's your Marty Brodeur. You're going to say, all right, you've got 65 games. Go and win them. I think there's going to be a bit of a conversation and and a, a tandem and, you know, 50 may be the max there. Knowing that he's had durability issues in the past, I don't think that he's just going to automatically become, you know, a 60 to 65 start guy. But he still is going to be, you know, the number one goalie who you have faith in and will throw out any given night and and, and just rely that he's going to get the job done because that's what he did this year. And there's no reason to think that he won't do it next year. No reason at all. And the best part about it, he makes $1.65 million. We are going to get exceptional goaltending, assuming he replicates it, of course. I mean, there's always a possibility that this could be an anomaly, but I don't believe so. Based on what I saw, he just did it every night. He was just him. And the way the team played in front of him clearly helped. I'm not, you know, ignorant to that. But he's going to go in there and give you quality goaltending for $1.65 million next year. And for a team that's in a massive cap crunch over the next couple of years, thanks to, you know, the the flat cap, that's extremely helpful. Extremely helpful. Because now you don't got to worry about paying a number one goalie, number one goalie rate. And you can keep a guy like Zach Hyman. And you can think about making other additional tweaks and signings. You know, you're not so married to having to pay a number one goalie, you know, five, six million bucks like you've been doing the last little bit. 1.65. Odds are the backup that they get is going to end up making more money than Jack Campbell, but not much more money. And I think they'll be able to get pretty quality goaltending as a tandem for under $5 million. And I think that's an absolute steal. And that has the goaltending position in in pretty good shape going forward. The question is whether or not the guy who you want to make the tandem with, is that somebody who's sticking around? You know, is that Freddie Anderson? Is that Dave Riddick? Is that Michael Hutchinson, who technically is already under contract next year as well? You know, but do you bring one of those guys back? Freddie or, or, or Riddick? Big save Dave. Well, tell you what. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, I'll talk about their seasons, and you'll figure out if I think that they're the answer. We'll do that next here on the Locked on Lease podcast. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help you even more. With Credit Karma Money Spend Account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Who doesn't want instant gratification? If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait. With Credit Karma Money, you win cash reimbursements for debit 
purchases. When you use your Credit Karma money debit card, you can win daily Instant Karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Credit Karma money has already given away over $3 million in Instant Karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, get this, you'll be automatically entered to win $1 million. That's right, $1 million. Credit Karma Money, progress starts here. Right now, visit creditcarbamoney.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditcarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning Instant Karma. That's creditcarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank. Incorporated member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. All right. Welcome back to the Locked on Lease podcast. Your source for daily Maple Leafs content here on Locked on Lease. I'm Mike DiStefano, the host of the show. Um, So we're going through the goaltenders for the Toronto Maple Leafs, talking about the season that just was and what their role is or future is here with the Maple Leafs going forward. So we already talked about Jack Campbell. He's the guy going forward. But who was the guy last year going into this season? Well, it was Freddie Anderson. And at this point, Freddie Anderson, his contract is up with the Maple Leafs and he's going to be a UFA. Does he come back to Toronto? I don't think so. Technically, it was left open that uh, Kyle Dubas said that they'll have a discussion with 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 Sheldon Keith, with Freddie, with his agent, and kind of see if they can come up with something. And I mean, if Freddie wants to come back on a cheap deal, I'm all for it. Like I'm okay with him coming back on like a two and a half, three million dollar deal. But if he's going to want starter money, I think he's going to have to go elsewhere to get it. And I think he'll find someone to pay him because he has been a number one. You know, like his regular season statistics have been off the charts. Like they've been really good off the charts, a little bit of a stretch. But he's been a, a top half of the league goalie for the last half decade. I, I don't think you can really argue that through the regular season, that is. So I believe that there is a team out there that will look at him as a valuable piece that can boost their goaltending and give them an opportunity in the playoffs or to get to the playoffs and then maybe with a better team in front of them, play a different system in a different city, you know, just kind of get a change of scenery, maybe his playoff woes change. You know, maybe a team like Pittsburgh, who was rolling with Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith, that didn't go so well in the playoffs this year, and that didn't go so well for a lot of the season. You know, Jari wanted a nice little bit of a role at one point, but it wasn't really uh, a year where I look and say, yep, that's their guy going forward. You know, they could potentially go out and get a guy like Freddie Anderson. Um, a big reason why I think his season went off the rails, though, and why he ultimately lost his starting job it was because the you know the injury he he couldn't stay healthy and, and he took 
extended time off to get right. You know, people can say that, yeah, he, you know, they tossed him on Robida, sent him to Robida Island for the last few weeks of the season or a couple months of the season so that they could figure out a way to finagle the cap and get Nick Foligno on board. I I just don't see that being the case. Um, You know, Freddie was going into a contract year. His job was in, his starting gig in Toronto was in jeopardy. So it's not like he benefited from not playing the whole last two and a half months of the season and sat on the bench during the playoffs. He didn't benefit from that. So there's no way that he would have been in on that. And if you talk to everybody, they all say that the time he took was for himself. So I I want to squash the fact that this was the Leafs tossing him robot. This wasn't a Joffrey Lupul thing is basically what I'm I'm getting at. Um, Which means there was a a legitimate injury, a legitimate lower body injury. I believe he's groin or knee. Um, if if I if I'm remembering correctly, so you know that there's there's you know injuries starting to pop up with Freddie. He's up over 30 years old, um, and just when it comes to the Leafs, you know he could just never get the job done in the playoffs. There's that stat that he's 0 for 8 in game clinching, uh, in series clinching games, and when. We talk about this Maple Leafs team and how they lack a killer instinct. A stat like that just isn't going to fly in this city. And ultimately is is why he wasn't starting Game 7. Why he didn't start Game 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, or Game 7, I guess. But, you know, I think the Leafs have, have moved on from Freddie. Um... Leafs Nation certainly has moved on from Freddie. And unless he's going to take a massive discount and come in and and, and agree to be a 1B in a tandem and, and get paid like it's, like I said, that that two and a half to three million, that's pretty much the only way I see Anderson returning, in my opinion. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, he he could very well be back, but I, d- I just don't see it happening. Dave Riddick, on the other hand, this is an interesting one. Big save Dave. Let me pull up really quickly, and I thought I had, to be honest, I-, I thought I had it up, and for whatever reason, it, uh, I guess I didn't have it up, but anyways, so big save Dave. Came over midseason trade with the Calgary Flames. Gave up just a third-round pick. And he only really started like a couple of games for the Leafs. He didn't really uh, do all that much. But I said this right when it happened. I said, I think this is, yes, this is added insurance, giving you a third goalie because how comfortable are you with Michael Hutchinson as your number three? How comfortable are you with you know a, a banged-up Anderson and a banged-up Jack Campbell? Those two into the playoffs knowing that just a year ago, the Colorado Avalanche were in a similar situation, lost their number one, lost their number two, I believe they lost their number three, and Michael Hutchinson had to come in and play hero, and uh, I think he won a couple games, but ultimately they got eliminated in, in, a, in the playoffs, and at least didn't want to be in that situation where they had to go to Michael Hutchinson as their third option. So they went out, made a quick trade, got themselves Dave Riddick, who made four starts, um, or three starts, for him, uh, made one relief appearance as well. But, you know, in those three starts, um, 
I got one, uh, one, one, and one. So you know, regulation win, regulation loss, and uh, lost in overtime as well. It wasn't the greatest three starts, I think, uh, out of Dave. Big save, Dave. An 888 uh, save percentage, a 272 goals against, um, which is definitely a, a tick down from, like, what he usually is. Like, he had a 904 back in Calgary earlier this season, but a career 908 save percentage in Calgary. So, you know, it was 20 bases, 20 points less as a save percentage. So, you know, he just didn't have a good year. Uh, It didn't do much, to be honest. Uh, And as far as this season being some sort of uh, a test or some sort of review process to see if Dave Riddick could be this team's number two going forward, I'm not so sure that, that he sold me on that. Not so sure he sold the team on that. He wouldn't be a terrible pick. Like, I think that he can be a number two. You know, you look at his, he's got 134 career starts and he's got a winning record in those games. Like, I think he could do it at the end of the day. Um, but it just wasn't insanely inspiring in, in the four games that we got to see him. He, you know, got, got lit up a couple times and it, it just, I don't know. We'll see what ends up happening with Dave Riddick. But for me, I, I think I would rather them maybe go out into the market and find somebody else. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Did you know that the Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time only? Right now, they've got Grasshopper Cookie. It is phenomenal. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about all of their favorites. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. You got coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. And know this, my favorite flavor, the peanut butter brownie. It is fantastic. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors that we provide. And not only are the Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. They're great for the health conscious guy or gal, but also good for the keto diet. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like and get it now. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on your sports action. The NHL playoffs are in full swing, and you can track all the action at betonline.ag. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on your sports needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action, and more. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign in today. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 50% off your first deposit at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Uh, So... Freddie, I don't see him returning with the team. Dave Reddick, I don't see him returning with the team. Michael Hutchinson, he's going to return to the team. 
because he, uh, well, eh, technically it's not 100% conf- uh, confirmed and certain that he's going to return to the team. He does have a, a you know, another year on his contract. So he's under contract for next year. But that's really just so that the Maple Leafs have a goaltender who they can expose to waivers or to uh, to the expansion draft. Because if not, then they might have had to um, either have signed and extended Dave Reddick or they would have had to sign, or they would have had to expose Jack Campbell. Like at the end of the day, there was someone who had to be exposed. Um, that also was under contract for next year. So Hutchinson's going to be that guy. That being said, you know what, Hutch, uh, for the amount of bashing that I gave him last year, especially um, you know when when he just was not performing well at all in relief. Much better this season. Much better. Started eight games for the Maple Leafs. Eight games, surprisingly. <laughs> Remember, I mean, like Anderson and Campbell both got injured, so we kind of had to to play a little bit. Remember, we got that shutout. A uh, shutout, yes, in Edmonton. That was insane. Uh, but in those eight games, went four, two, and uh, one. And then I guess so. I guess one was uh, a no decision, I suppose. That would that's how that math would work out. But yeah, four two and one with a nine nineteen save percentage and a two forty two goals against with a shutout. Uh, five of his eight starts were considered quality starts. So you know, I, I think that he definitely gave this team a chance to win a lot more than they did a year before. Right, like last year was just no good. It was awful. Every time he took the, every time he took the net, it did not go well. Granted, didn't have much help. Like guys like Tyson Berry and Cody Cece playing in front of him instead of Zach Bogosian and TJ Brody, who played way better. Um, <laughs> like those guys are just way better players, and and this team played much better systems. And he just was a better goalie. I still don't think he's. Good enough, though, to be this team's number two. I still would not be comfortable with him being the number two. If he wants to be the number three and 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 Seattle, who I almost guarantee is going to leave him in the expansion, take somebody else. Um, I you know coming back to be this team's number three or number four, perfectly okay with that. Um, and he's just kind of a a, a guy who clearly. Likes being in Toronto, whether it's with the Marlies or the Leafs. You know, he came back, right, after a not-so-good first stint with Toronto last year. Um, he did sign back in the offseason on a two-year deal. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what he's got next season. I, I don't know if he'll get many games in the NHL. I think it would be best-case scenario if he doesn't, because that means that there wasn't any injuries, right? But I think he's still a decent... Uh, player to have under contract, and a decent player to have as uh, as insurance as the team's third or, or fourth string goaltender. But I could say this: I'm definitely more comfortable with having Hutchinson in net and and being this team's third goalie um, than I would have been at this time a year ago. So that, that's a positive, I guess, when it comes to Hutchinson. So you know what? What I guess to to quickly. 
go through everything I just said. Um, Jack Campbell, I believe, is going to be this team's number one going into next year. I think that it'll most likely be a a tandem situation with Campbell getting a a large bulk of the starts, like 50 to 52, and then having uh, someone else come play 30 to 30, 31, 32 games as a 1B. I think that would be the best situation for this team. If it's going to be Anderson, it's got to be on a cheap deal. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think Anderson walks. Dave Riddick, I'm I'm not sold on Big Save Dave being this team's number two. Maybe Dubas thinks differently. Maybe the team likes what they saw and believe that you know with a little bit more coaching and and time with this team that he could you know learn the system a little bit more, learn the how the players play a little bit more, and maybe be better next year. Uh, but I, I'm not sold on it, and then I obviously am also not sold on Hutch being the number two. So I still think that there is a move to be made here at the goaltending position for the Maple Leafs to get themselves uh, another guy to be a, a tandem with Jack Campbell. And I'll probably, uh, over the next week or so, going to be taking a look at the free agency class and really start to to dig into some off-season conversations where uh, I'm sure I'll come up with a couple of names that will look good in, uh, in the white and blue with the Maple Leaf crest on their chest and uh, sitting on the bench with a ball cap, right? So... Uh, that's that will do it for that uh, for today. I'm actually just going to uh, yeah. I, I, I again I talk too much and now there's really not enough time <laughs> for me to uh, to have another segment and, and to talk about anything else. It's 25 minutes of me rambling about goalies and <laughs> I guess I'll uh, I'll end the podcast here. So thank you all for listening uh, and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Lockdown Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show at Locked On Leafs. I've got tons and tons of off-season storylines and off-season topics that I will be chatting about over the next couple of weeks uh, leading up to uh, you know through the Stanley Cup Finals into the expansion, then to the draft, and then free agency hits. There's still so much to get to before all that fun starts to happen. You don't want to miss a moment of it, so make sure you check back here tomorrow on Locked On Leafs.